I had a dream that I wanted to share with you guys that was kind of a, I think applies to all of us, I hope, I believe. It was last week, I was uh, kind of thinking about how we've been like 40 years now doing this Tierra Nueva. That's when we started it back in August of 1982. Here? No, in Honduras. But that's when we started Tianuela. So it's kind of like, okay, 40 years, that's a long time. But uh, in my dream, I was uh, at a well. It was this big well, it was like in the desert. In seemed like a Middle Eastern place because there was a guy that looked like uh, sort of an Arab or Jewish, you know, like uh, like Abraham, someone like that. And he uh, he came to me, and he had this face that was just so wise. He had a little kind of a beard, about like Ernest, but gray. And uh, and he looked. Uh, when I looked at him, I knew that he was a very wise person, wiser than anyone I'd ever met in my life. Wiser than Jude, even. Well, Jude's very wise. Anyway, this guy, I was looking at him just thinking, wow. And then he said, I would like to invite you to my house. And I was imagining this is a very wealthy person probably too, who had a, you know, like, and if it's Middle Eastern, then it's food. It's like amazing food. Like when you, when you get invited to a Middle Eastern person's house, it's a banquet, like, but it felt like I was being invited like to a king's house or like a, like a sheik. You know, like uh, Saudi Arabian, Saudi Arabian sheik or something like that. So I was like, "Wow!" But then, um, next scene, I'm I'm in the well, and the well is about this deep. So I'm in the well, but looking up at the very top of it, and I'm thinking, "Wow, this isn't very deep." You know, 40 years of digging, I haven't gotten very deep. You know, I don't know if the well represents Tierra Weber, but um, I had a bar. You know what a bar is like for digging? And I was at the bottom and I was going around chipping up the dirt. There was no water in the well at all, no water. And I was chipping around the edges and I had a shovel and I was shoveling it and I just chipped a little bit, uh, not even that long. I was just working for a short amount of time. And then suddenly right at the bottom, I broke off some dirt and water comes up, water comes, comes up and it's the most beautiful water it's like just this blue crystal clear water and it just starts coming up and and i'm in the well so it's getting me wet and i'm so i climb out and then it just keeps coming up and it just overflows out the well and it's just this huge river of just like water going in all directions and it's like beautiful beautiful like like the Skagit river when it's the most beautiful possible like that color you know blue even more than blue, it's like crystal. And it was just going everywhere, all over the desert. And uh, then, it was, then I thought, oh, I hope that guy doesn't, isn't gonna be bothered by this. I, and then I thought, no, there's no way he would be. This is just too amazing. And then I thought, oh, I gotta go to his house now. What am I gonna wear? You know, what am I gonna wear to his house? Cause like, I just didn't know what I, you know, what, this is like a fancy occasion, I suppose, you know? And then I woke up. <laughs> so I never got to go to the guy's house, but uh, I kind of feel like the well represented Tierra Nueva. And, you know, we've been digging away and uh, it's just been work, right? Like, I think how many thousands of Bible studies have I done 
in the jail and how many thousands of people have I visited and all of our staff visited and how many people we've gone to court for and just so many, so many things. Just, I mean, you know, 40 years of doing it and uh, our whole lives and, and so many other people have done so much work and, and it feels like just the bar and the dirt, you know, just work, you know. But then, um, boom, the water starts flowing. Um, and it was just like, then it just came up and it went everywhere. And there was no more work to do, really. It felt like the work was done because the water was going everywhere. So anyway, I, um, I leave that with you to think about. And uh, it's exciting to me because like I have, uh, I have a vision for our people, for you guys, all of us to be part of a movement rather than an organization. I hate the word organization. I just hate it. I don't want to be an organization. Um, I know we need to be organized, but the word organization, I don't think Jesus came to start an organization. No. He started like that water that's got everywhere. It's out of no one's no one can control it. That's what I think Jesus is about, right? Water, living water that no one can control. It just um, bursts out and goes everywhere, right? Water in the desert, okay? Forget control, forget, you know, all the planning. I don't think God has a plan either. I just can't stand that idea of God having a plan. Um, I just don't believe he does. I think God goes with the flow of us. Um, and because he knows that human beings, we, we go, we have our ups and downs. And so God's got to change his plan all the time. If he had a plan, it is so messed up because we have just royally screwed it up. And he lets us do that. So obviously he must have a plan that's very flexible. Okay. And I like that about God. I love you, God, that you don't have a plan that's rigid and that you're not a planner in the way that organized people are. Okay, sorry if you're organized. So uh, here's what I think is really cool. Um, in John, in Matthew's gospel and in Luke's gospel and in Mark's gospel, right away after Jesus calls disciples, they're out selling drugs and, you know, living the fast life. And, and Jesus says, follow me and I will make you become fishers of people, right? I mean, they were, the disciples, what were they doing? They were just fishing. Okay, well, so what? Fishing, making money. How do you make money? It could have been anything, right? Right? They were fishing. They weren't studying the Bible. They weren't praying. They were fishing. They were just looking for something to sell or to eat. Okay, and then Jesus says, follow me, and I will make you become fishers of people. And then they drop their nets, and they follow him, right? Jesus didn't even say, drop, drop your nets. He just said, follow me, and they had to decide what they're supposed to drop, right? And then, like, right away, he, he gives them the same job that he was doing. He doesn't say, oh, you have to go to, like, uh, clean up your act, and, you know, and do your 12th step, and he doesn't give any requirements, right? He just says, follow me. And then, then he says, um, he sends them out, Matthew 10. I just love this. He makes it really easy. And we make it way too hard, okay? 
we want it to be like uh, he's we want it to be organized and he wants it to be a, a river okay so look at this he summoned his 12 disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every kind of disease and every kind of sickness okay he did he, he gave them authority to do it and what qualified them bible school no um being clean and sober for so many months or weeks or days? No. Um, you know, cleaning up their their mouth from being foul mouth? No. There's no mention of any of those things anyway. Not that those things aren't good. For sure, it's good to clean up our mouths and be clean and sober and do things like that. But Jesus no, doesn't make give us any list here to make us uh, make it hard for anybody. Right? He makes it really easy for everybody. And then he sends them out to do the very things he does. Then he says, then he gives the names of these guys. Um, Jessica, Chucky, um, Julio, Gracie, Roger, Ernest, Carol, Carol, Jude, you know, Heather. I mean, Jesus makes, gives a list. Graciela, you know, everybody. And then they're all listed there. And then he says, um, as you go, preach. And preach, we already talked about how preaching doesn't mean preaching. The way we think of it as a negative thing it just means like sharing, sharing a message your own way, the way that you feel comfortable sharing it. That's preaching. It's actually the word caruso. So carusoing. No one has baggage around that word, probably, right? Okay. As you go, Kiruso, saying, the kingdom of heaven is drawing near. It's coming close. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. Freely you've received, freely give. So do it for free. Do all the things that Jesus did. Cast out demons, heal the sick. Every one of us can cast out demons. We have to be able to because they mess with us so much, right? So if we're not able to do it, well, we better just ask Jesus to help us and then just do it, okay? And he doesn't say pray to God to cast them out. He doesn't say pray to God to heal. He says you heal, right? You heal the sick. I think that's amazing. So, so then they go out and they do it. And, um, and, it, and it's not easy. Okay, so now I want to jump to Matt, to Luke chapter 4, because uh, Jesus has a, had a huge problem with this movement, because um, he himself was someone who, when he went to his hometown, everybody knew him. It's just Jesus, the carpenter's son. Oh, it's Jesus. You know, we remember when he did this or that, or when his dad you know, uh, did a bad job on that table. And then, um, or whatever it was, you know, they knew him as just a person if, from a family who was probably screwed up, like every family. Okay, so listen to this. Jesus comes into his hometown. He reads in the, in the synagogue, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's anointed me to preach the good news to the poor, to open the eyes of the blind, set the captives free. Then he starts preaching to them. And he says, uh, but I say to you, um, no prophet is welcome in his hometown. And you know why he said that? Because they were asking, 
they were saying, um, is not this Joseph's son? Isn't this Joseph's son? They were like thinking, well, we know, we know that you're nothing special. You're not, you're nothing special, Jesus. You know, um, why, what makes you think suddenly that you have the spirit of the Lord to do all this stuff? And what makes you think that you're so great? You're just Joseph's son. Isn't this Joseph's son? Right? And so, um, and this is the problem because when we start doing stuff, you know, people say, that's just Jessica. Isn't that Jessica? Isn't that Lisa? It's just Lisa. That's just Ernest. We know Ernest, right? And so people take offense when we do what we're supposed to be doing as the body of Christ, because they just think of us as being just, you know, Lorinda. I mean, right? It's like we know each other's past. Some of us know a lot about each other's past and about other people, and we think we can disqualify. We're we're experts at disqualifying other people, and people can disqualify us. So they're trying to disqualify Jesus. And so Jesus says, no prophet is welcome in his hometown. Okay. That doesn't mean that we shouldn't be prophets. Okay. It just means that we might find people giving us crap and just ignoring us and thinking, who are you? Okay. Well, so get ready for that. Okay. Because that's part of the, the painful thing, right? Of just being a witness is that people are going to just criticize you oh well oh well you've been criticized before so jesus says but truly i say to you there were many widows in israel in the days of elijah when the sky was shut up for three years and six months and there was a great famine that came over all the land and yet elijah was sent to none of them but only to zarephath in the land of sidon to a woman who was a widow so in other words like jesus is saying to these jewish people that that um, had Elijah on a pedestal. Elijah was a famous prophet, but he was saying, look, during the time when Elijah was walking in, in the land of Israel, there were tons of widows that were Jewish widows, but not one of them got special treatment from the prophet. And you know what Jesus did, what Elijah did to this, this woman? He, he went and helped her, and, and there was a big miracle of all the oil. I mean, she got a, a child given to her, I mean, there was all kinds of cool things, miracles that happened for her, okay? But that didn't happen. And, and this woman was like a pagan. She was like, you know, like a witch from, you know, who wasn't even a believer, like a pagan person from a different, like an illegal immigrant witch. That would have been this person, right? That's like what Jesus is saying. Like, a, like an in, illegal immigrant um, felon witch. And that, that's what Jesus is saying. Like there was, there were lots of widows during the time of Elijah, Roger. But Jesus, but Elijah only helped an illegal immigrant felon witch. Okay, that's that's what Jesus is saying. Because that person was open, right? And the other people uh, were just thinking, well, Elijah is just this guy who's not that special. We know him. You know, he's ugly, and and he. And he gets uh, angry sometimes, and he's not. Uh, sometimes he ignores. He's ignored me before. You know, people have, think about all that they know about him, and they just they just dismiss him. Okay, and that's what. And so Jesus is saying that. So all of you guys, people missed out during the time of Elijah because they dismissed him, and so the only one that Jesus 
that Elijah could help was an illegal, illegal immigrant felon witch, right? And so then he says, there were many lepers during the time of Elisha. Um, and, uh, and the only one that got cleansed was Naaman the Syrian. Naaman the Syrians, the Syrians were like the jihadists, like ISIS, okay? They were enemies of people, of God's people. So it's like there were lots of le lepers in who were Israelite, like the people of God, among the people of God, but none of them got healed except for this uh, jihadist ISIS killer who beheaded people. You know, he's the only one that got healed. Imagine how that would preach in America, right? But it was because the guy was desperate, right? And everybody else probably thought, Elisha, he's stupid. Why do we know? We know him. We know he's from. We know where his family. We know his family. They dismissed him as someone who they didn't think they could be healed from. And so then the people got so mad, they tried to throw Jesus off a cliff. And then he escaped their grasp, it says. And he went to Capernaum. Okay, so Jesus is wanting um, us to be able to receive from each other so that we don't write off people. Like, like there are people, um, we can be healed from each other. And, and we need to let, uh, not, not, not write each other off and, and judge each other and just say, well, Roger's prayers don't matter because does Roger even believe? Or I'm not gonna let like, you know, um, you know, Carol pray for me because I don't know, can she pray for healing? Like I could, we, we could write each other off. Instead, we, we need to be able to receive from each other and trust that God, actually that's what God wants is to work through ordinary you and me. And uh, God wants to bring healing and freedom through us. You know, um, the other day we were here and Spider came and he was wanting prayers. Just like Ernest came one time, Spider came and he said, I want to go into treatment. I need to detox. And we prayed for him here. And, and then um, he was telling how he had, um, he was named after, his official name is named after this guy who was this Catholic priest who was a healer. And he said, and I've even prayed for some people in the prison system who got healed. And then I asked him to pray for Gracie's back and, and shoulder. And it was really beautiful. And he prayed this beautiful prayer in front of Chernoeva. Well, um, one time I was giving um, a teaching in a church in, um, well, I won't tell about that. I'll tell another one. I was in the jail and I had um, really bad um, bursitis where my uh, all of my shoulders were just like in so much pain and I had this in my neck and I had it for like weeks. And, um, and I had, uh, I was talking to the guys and then I was, I was telling them how they could pray for healing. And then I said, why don't you start, why don't you guys try it out on me? Just loan your hands to Jesus for a five minute experiment. Just say, Jesus, uh, I give you my hands and uh, here they are. Um, if you wanna work through my hands to bring healing, Go for it. I give you permission. So then I had them put hands on my shoulders and my neck, and I was completely healed right on the spot. And they were shocked. And I was completely shocked because I was kind of thinking it was a nice idea, but was it gonna was it gonna work? But I was healed. Okay, it was uh, really interesting. Okay, well, um, I think God wants to empower our, us as a community to be able to 
pray for each other, prophesy over each other, um, heal, cast out demons from each other. And the way that the, the river is going to flow um, through this valley, the river of the kingdom of God is through people being set free from our sense of inadequacy and our complex, any complexes that we might have that who am I to do this? And, um, and if we just surrender to Jesus and say, I want to be part of your movement. And here I am, you know, send me. Okay, we can be part of the movement of that water flowing everywhere. That's what I think. So there's a beautiful scripture from Matthew chapter 10 at the end of Matthew. That it's right over there, Matthew 10, 40 to 41. Jesus is really humble. Okay, he was so humble that that he took uh, these 12 fishermen and tax collectors and ordinary people who weren't um, super, they weren't even viewed as educated or people said, oh, they're Galileans. It's like saying they're like, you know, like illiterate upriver, you know, sort of rednecks or whatever. Um, they, were, they were people that the ones he chose to start his whole movement were just people that were ordinary people like you and us, like me and you and all of us. So Jesus says, uh, the one who receives you receives me, okay? Like one who receives you receives me. Like that's how Jesus is. The one who receives Jude receives Jesus, right? The one who receives you receives me. And the one who receives me receives the one who sent me. So in other words, God, when we receive from each other, we're receiving from God. Okay. And so uh, God wants to heal and free a lot of people. The only way it's going to happen is if all of us are willing to be part of it. And we, and we go out and we just, uh, we bring the message and we pray for people. Okay. The one who receives a prophet in the name of the prophet will receive a prophet's reward. I don't know what that is. What's a prophet's reward? How many of you would, would want a prophet's reward even if you didn't know what it was? I would. It sounds like it probably is a good thing, right? <laughs> but like a prophet, like if someone prophesies, like I, I remember one time I was ready to quit Tierra Nueva. And there was this guy who was this Honduran. It was about, he's a short, little, skinny Honduran guy who was in for this horrible sex of sex offense crimes. And it was really hard for me not to dislike him and judge him. But he would come to the Bible studies every week. And, uh, and I was, oh man, it was hard for me. The guy kind of gave, he creeped me out. And I, I just admit it. I mean, I, I usually don't feel that way. This guy felt creeped out. And one day he said, um, I, can I talk to you after the Bible study? It's like, okay. <laughs> I didn't want to talk to him, but I did. Okay. And he, he said, I, I just feel like I need to tell you that day. I was thinking, I, I want to quit it. I'm done. I'm done. I want to just start, move to Canada and be a professor of theology or do something else. And uh, it was like a long time ago, but the guy says, look, don't think in your heart that you got to leave this work, what you're doing. Don't leave. Um, people need what you're doing. We, uh, these people in, in this jail, 
uh, value, you know, you and coming in and doing what you're doing. I need it. It's changed my life. Don't think uh, that you should leave. He had no idea. I mean, he was prophesying. He was prophesying over me, right? Right when I was feeling like quitting. Okay. I just was blown away. The guy just nailed me. And I, I was so touched. I mean, it actually just changed my, it changed, it turned, it turned things around. And so I received his prophetic word. And so I received a prophet's reward, I guess, because I stayed. That's the reward, prophet's reward, is that you stay and you don't give up, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> anyway, that's cool, huh? And um, so the one who receives a prophet, in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And the one who receives a righteous person in the name of a righteous person shall receive a righteous person's reward. I don't know what that means either. And whoever in the name of a disciple gives to one of these little ones, even a cup of cold water to drink, truly I say to you, he shall not lose his reward. So we want to, we want to, that the little ones are the ones that are the missionaries that, that are like the people that go out. And so when we welcome someone, even with a cup of water, who's trying to do the work of Jesus, we're, we're, we're going to get a reward even for that, right? So let's, let's try to be people that receive from one another and, um, and, that, and that go for it. So let's, I just want us to pray for us uh, and that we would be able to step into this kind of ministry, right? And be part of that water that flows out everywhere. So Jesus, thank you that you um, thank you that you called people, ordinary people, and you gave them the biggest mission, and uh, that's bigger than what we've even seen most pastors or leaders, Christians ever do: heal the sick, cast out demons, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, you know, um, freely giving it out, preaching the good news. Jesus, thank you that you um, that you include each one of us, and uh, and that you qualify us because you choose us. And I, I pray that um, you would help us to be able to receive from each other and um, be able to give to each other and receive from each other freely. And that you would empower us to be part of this movement of your kingdom in Skagit County. And I just pray, Jesus, that we would see the rivers of living water flow out over this valley. And I pray for um, the compounds that are out there in Marble Mount, Upper River, and lots, so many places of people that are using, you know, fentanyl, that are hung up and addicted to the blues and to the meth addicts out there that are still, you know, seeking their next supply or whatever their next hit high and everybody lord we just pray for them all we just pray for um the people out there that are hungry for the for the real authentic living water and we i pray that we wouldn't judge them that we wouldn't be people that judge anyone who's homeless anyone who's addicted anyone who's incarcerated anyone who's running from the law anyone who is actively boosting anybody who is committing any kind of crimes, help us not to be people to judge. You say, don't judge lest you be judged. 
Help us to be people who uh, love, show love and respect, and pass on the good news of, of your love and your forgiveness and healing. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.